I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Tuesday twos. Tuesday. Get your two socks on, cause it's Tuesday. Get your tootin' on, cause cause it'll come out in your breath if you don't. <laughs> we learned that yesterday. Yep. On the show. Tootin' Tuesday. Tootin' Tuesday. <laughs> in honor of what we learned yesterday. <laughs> today is Tootin' Tuesday. So if you hear anything extra on the show today, just know it's all about our digestive health. That's right. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, <laughs> is it wrong to call God He? Things food service employees wish you would stop doing, and it's real. It's happening. Oh my goodness. But first, it's September 25th, and we got some holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. We do. Today is National Comic Book Day, not to be confused with National Free Comic Book Day, which will be on May 4th of next year. National Comic Book Day. So this is just celebrating that comic books exist. So everybody, if you own a comic book, go stand out on your front porch and take a selfie and hashtag National Comic Book Day. I'm surprised it's not on a Wednesday because that's when comic books come out. What did we just celebrate recently that you said exactly the same thing about? It was something within the last couple weeks, and it had to do with comic books, and you said, I'm surprised it's not on a Wednesday, because that's the day the comic books come out. Oh, I Matt. don't recall this happening before. Yeah, you're going to have to go back and look at our scripts, because, and I'm certain that it was on a Monday. I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, we've only had so many weeks of this so far. I really I know. don't remember this happening. I'm, Matt... I will I will put this on everything that I'm worth, which isn't a whole lot, but everything that really, I'm worth. Really, I mean, you're kind of falling apart now, so yeah, you're just you're not worth a whole lot at the moment Whatever. in your current condition. I will put it on our a, friendship because that is how much I am certain. Oh, all right. I'm That's dead worth serious. A lot. All right. Today's all show. All show. Today's all show National Cooking Day. Cooking Day. National Cooking Day. So... Yeah, go cook. (laughs) But in the same vein, it's National Food Service Employees Day. So So don't cook. Go out to eat. Well, but no. Or is it to give them a day off? We're going to give them a day off. But then they don't make any money. That's okay. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Because they're still going to be working. You take your day off It ain't Labor Day. They aren't going home. (laughs) (laughs) They'll just be sitting there not making tips. National Food Service Employees Day. You take your day off for the week today. Okay. And everybody else who is not a food service employee, it's National Cooking Day, so go cook your own food and let them have a day off for Pete's sake. Okay, but hold on. What's the next holiday? National Lobster Day. How am I going to get lobster if I don't go to Red Lobster? You're going to have to cook it yourself. <laughs> you go to the ocean. Drive, drive to Maine. Catch yourself a lobster. Uh-huh. So did you know that lobsters used to be um, the food that they gave, like, in big shipping uh, ships. 
<laughs> shipping ships. Sh- shipping ships with shipments that when they ship. Trading, okay, when trading was done through ships, uh-huh. okay, uh, they would use lobster as the food to feed the lower class people because lobster was plenty. Abundant, yeah. Uh-huh. I gotcha. Yep. And so they could, well, now it's expensive to get lobster, right, yeah. but they realized, hey, this is actually really good. This isn't what we need to be giving the lowest Especially of the low. With some drawn butter. Mm. Right. You know, I don't really care for lobster that much. It's not my but... favorite. I love shrimp, yeah. though, which is in the same vein. Yeah. And that uh, <laughs> vein, shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joke. Inadvertent joke. Um, but no, I won't. it's uh, <laughs> September is always when endless <gasps> shrimp happens. Uh-huh. And yep. that's my birthday month. So we always go to Red Lobster on my birthday. That's exciting. And I go way too heavy on the shrimp. Matt, have I missed your birthday? No, it's on the 30th. It's the last day of the month. Okay. <sighs> like all of a sudden I felt like my throat up in my... Like, <laughs> I'm a bad friend. I know. <laughs> Crap! I don't remember saying anything on your birthday. Uh, you I'm did. sure Facebook told me. Yeah, on Facebook. But I have it set up where Facebook doesn't tell people my birthday. Oh, okay. Just to see who my real friends are. Well, you, you, Warrior, are way off topic. But you did that video of all of the Matt and Mo. Oh, that's right. For my birthday. I forgot. And on that that day, you said, Matt, I think, seriously, I think that you might have some issues with your memory. You need to. Oh, sure. I definitely do. Okay. But let's look into something <laughs> to help you with that, because I'm starting to worry about you. But on that, you said, hey, this has made me want to go back to doing the Matt, the Matt Mo YouTube show. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like a week later, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. That's because we were planning this thing, and I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much work Whatever. To, to prep for basically. We can, we can do a monthly We went from doing basically one podcast a week to doing four <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous who knew that we had so much to say though okay so we've got two more holidays matt Goodness. today's also i know it's also national tune-up day so take your car take in for, your a car tune-up. for a tune-up that's I'm, I'm assuming that's what it, it's yes. for yeah. i mean you could tune your instruments or whatever whatever else you tune <laughs> do it today and lastly today is national voter registration day go register to vote because if i hear one more person in the next election complain about who got elected but you didn't vote because you weren't (laughs) registered to vote i'm gonna throw my shoe at you and i've got a lot of them so everyone will get hit with a shoe i promise you Uh, all right it is topless tuesday top list list tuesday uh we got a 12 marriage killers. Uh, There's a list by Dr. James Dobson. Uh, number one, overcommitment and physical exhaustion. So when you overcommit all the the stuff that you do throughout the week mm-hmm. to the point where you're physically exhausted, which is exactly where I, me and Deidre are. I feel right like, <laughs> of course, this list was written by a man. And of course, number one is overcommitment and physical exhaustion. Because he's thinking... My wife has overcommitted herself and she's too tired at night and we just can't make the love anymore. <laughs> don't, it's don't killing put, our don't marriage. Don't put words in Dr. James Dobson's mouth. Uh, I am certain that's what he was insinuating too. <laughs> well, you might be on to something because here's number two. Excessive credit and conflict over how to spend money. <laughs> All the problems my wife has. <laughs> number three. Selfishness. <laughs> Not my wife. <laughs> 
was I was going on with the the putting words in Dr. James Dobson's mouth. Oh god. <laughs> number three, selfishness. Yes. I feel like that's a really big one. I feel like that should be number one. I feel like that should be number one. I feel like that should be something that is like in all marriage ceremonies, it needs to be covered. Mm-hmm. If you want to be married, you cannot be selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn mm-hmm. that now. You are going to put your own feelings aside for your spouses. And guess what? If both spouses are doing the same thing, then both spouses' feelings are going to get met. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just how it works, guys. <laughs> Number four, unhealthy relationships with in-laws. Ooh. Um, I'm lucky in that I have never had an issue with my in-laws and vice versa. Yeah. I mean... My mom can be a bit overbearing at times, not in a bad way, but in a, uh, I want to help way. Yeah. Just a little too, too intense. Yeah. <laughs> That's got dangerous. Hey, can y'all, can your family just calm down? Uh, but. Well, I feel like your family <laughs> is the complete opposite of her family. Yeah. And yeah. so for Deidre, it's, and that typically that's how it is. Yeah. You somehow couples come together that have come from complete opposite backgrounds and family dynamics. And, you know, you've chosen to love one another, but it's kind of hard to love the people that come along with, <laughs> you know. Um, I read the other day. I have, have you ever heard of the Bates? The Bates family on Up TV. They're kind of like the Duggars, but they're cooler because they're from Tennessee. Oh, so, I think you've told us about it before. Okay. So the Bates are like some of my favorite people, and I follow quite a few of them on Instagram. They're only allowed to get an Instagram once they begin a courting relationship, though. So, um, But I follow them, and just the other day, their oldest son's, da- or oldest son's wife, their daughter-in-law, shared her birthday. And the mother-in-law posted this really beautiful poem about her daughter-in-law and how happy she was that she was a part of their family and this and that. And... More people than I would have ever thought commented and said, I wish that my mother-in-law felt this way about me. Mm. If there was a poem that was the opposite of this, this is what how my mother-in-law would feel. And it really got me thinking about my relationship with Chris's mom, you know, and in the beginning, it was really tough. I was that girl, quote unquote, that girl. That's what she called me. I did not have a name. Mm. I was that girl. Every time she referred to me, when's that girl coming over? What's that girl doing today? She sent emails that I found years later to her mother that did not even reference me by name, but it was that girl. But when Chris and I got married and when he, when we moved away and really when we had kids, I decided that regardless of how different she was than me or how different she was than my mom, I wanted to have a good relationship with her. I wanted to respect her because I had two boys. Yeah. And when they grow up, I want for their wives to have a good relationship and love and respect me and so it really took me putting that selfishness aside to say i'm sorry for the things that i've done i love you and i respect you and i care for your son so if you're out there and you don't have a healthy relationship with your in-laws put your selfishness aside and take the step forward that it's required (laughs) to make that happen it is worth it they won't be around forever yep all right number five unrealistic expectations uh, number six, violating the breathing room needed by their partners. As in, we need space occasionally away from each other. Sure, but, and I agree with that. <laughs> I do. I just feel like it's a little over the top to say violating the breathing room. Viol- Don't violate my breathing room, please. 
I might use that next time. Uh, Number seven, (laughs) sexual frustration and its partner, the greener grass of infidelity. Hmm. That's dangerous territory. It is. It is. Um, Now, you know what? That's a whole can of worms. I'm sure we'll open in a future episode. Let's just <laughs> keep moving on. Because I've already opened the can of worms concerning in-laws. <laughs> we, we're running out of time in this Sorry, segment. Sorry, guys. We don't got time Sorry. for that one. Number eight, <laughs> business collapse, uh, which is obviously would put a, a strain on the family, both financially and uh, probably mentally. For yeah, the but I find, it, I find it crazy what it's followed by. Yeah. Number nine, business success. Yeah. Too much success could put too much strain because you're busy with your successful business and not True. with your marriage. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a part of uh, Matt Groening's Life in Hell comic strip, which was Nine Ways to Die in New York or something. Nine Ways to Die somewhere. And the last two were identical um, or nearly identical blocks, which was failure and success. Huh. Are two ways to die. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, number 10, getting married too young. Hmm. As someone who got married really young, uh, I do still agree with this. Really? I feel like a, a, I feel like more people than most, or more people than not, uh, who get married really young, like before they're 21 or 24 or somewhere around there, under that. Just aren't emotionally ready. And honestly, mm. Deidre and I were not emotionally ready. Yeah. The only thing I think that kept us together was the fact that we had, uh, number one, we had saved ourselves for the marriage night, which I think is a big, big deal mentally with your relationship and how you connect mm-hmm. and become one. Uh, and number two, uh, we had gone in with a commitment of saying that we were going to fix any problem that we had, that we weren't going to divorce. Like right. We both had that as a... You know, if we if we divorce, we'll, we're failures kind yeah. of mentality. Because uh, there were several years, mostly caused by me, but some stuff by Deidre too, that that uh, most couples, I think, our age definitely would not have survived. Yeah. Uh, and uh, had I met Deidre later in life, that might have been better. <laughs> right. But we met each other when we were barely teenagers. And uh, so, you know, I'm sure... It's all God's timing and everything still too, but but I certainly agree. Getting getting married too young is a big hurdle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely times. you have to have the mindset to get through it, mm-hmm. and even with the mindset to get through it, there are times where that mindset is really tested yeah. and questioned. Mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest and Chris and I got married when we were both really young. Yeah, and. For me, it's just kind of sweet to know that we've grown up together. I oh, mean, sure. You and Deidre have literally grown up together. But, you know, you do a lot of those growing years, maturing years in your late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when Chris and I are 80 and swinging on our porch swing, drinking our sweet tea, watching our grandkids <laughs> run, and r- run around, it'll just be fun to look back and think, we grew up together. Yeah. We've done this together. Yeah. Yeah. The people that have been married or that get married as early as uh, we did really have a shot at hitting that 50th anniversary. <laughs> right? Right? 
I mean, you guys are there in like two years. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's plow through these last couple. Uh, number 11, alcohol and substance abuse, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Uh, and right along with it, number 12, pornography, gambling, or other addictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anything like that is is uh, definitely going to put your marriage at risk. Um, so if you're struggling with something like that, it is National Recovery Month. How about checking out a Celebrate Recovery in your area? I'm sure there is one. Celebrate Recovery can save a marriage, too. CelebrateRecovery.com. Check out the group locator. Find one near you. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We are playing more of the independent Christian artists. Hopefully, you will find a new favorite when we come back. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it. Stick around. morning show we're glad to have you with us and uh starting last week we had a new segment called okay fine we'll talk about it we talk about some of the more uncomfortable things that we typically wouldn't talk maybe controversial issues and whatnot uh, you're a whole new person yeah i figured we might as well i went away for different. a week and came back <laughs> i don't even know you anymore so today we're going to be talking about the situation that's come out of the church of england church of england says that we should avoid only calling God he, a bishop has said, uh, as a survey found that young Christians think God is male. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, research by YouGov found that almost half of 18 to 24-year-old Christians believe that God is male, with just one in three over 65 believing the same. Uh, the Reverend... Sorry. Uh I had to burp. Just the Reverend, let it out, Matt. The Reverend Rachel Trewick. 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 Bishop of Glaucos. Oh, God, goodness gracious. Listen, you're the one who Glaucus- writes these things. <laughs> <laughs> the Church of England's first female. Di- I used to know how to pronounce this. Diocesan? 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 Whatever. Bishop said. I don't want young girls or young boys to hear us constantly refer to God as he, adding that it was important to be mindful of our language. So I've looked at this at two different directions. I don't know exactly the point that she's trying to make. Is she trying to make the point that we don't want to refer to God as male Mm -hmm. or that we don't want to constantly use the word he in place of actually the reverent name of God? So instead of saying he said this, we want to say God said this to honor the name. Yeah. I can see it from both sides, and I totally get it if the second one is the case. Uh, I I could even get on board with that. Um, But I think that because it specifically says that um, most Christians, most young Christians think that God is male. Yeah. I think that's where the argument is coming from is that well that's definitely how it's framed by the article itself but that was researched by a different group by YouGov yeah and I'm not sure that that was uh, the motivation behind this bishop's uh, message but um, I mean we've had for years now TVs and movies making whatever God character they might have into a woman yeah which is just frustrating 
lot it's there's still a constant narrative about God being a woman online and it's usually from people that don't even really believe in God. Uh-huh. Um, always. But what's what's dumb is that it's very clear that that's not the case. I mean, it's not we're not saying God is a man, but we are saying that God is a masculine figure and thus would use masculine pronouns because number 1, he created Adam in his image. Mm-hmm. Adam was a man. Number 2, when he came to earth, he came as a man. Number three, as Jesus, he referred to God as his father in heaven. I mean, these are all things clearly laid out in scripture, implying that God is at least a male masculine figure. Mm -hmm. So why is it a surprise to anybody that a lot of young Christians think that God is male? Well, and here's the thing (laughs) for me, like this is where I come, I, one way or the other, maybe I just take a nonchalant like approach to life and Mm -hmm. i okay fine i will say that it makes me feel really good that america is not the only one that gets easily offended over things like this it's (laughs) nice to hear that a story is coming from elsewhere um (laughs) but i i guess i've just kind of always figured god is god i could care less if god is man or god is woman sure i really don't know that i believe god is of gender to be completely honest i'm not likely does not have any reproductive organs as who would he reproduce with sure (sighs) but at the same time um a good friend of mine a couple weeks ago posted and this made me think she uh, posted this blog about the what's the word etymology of words yeah and this one was specifically on man and the title was why does female have male in it why does man woman have man in it Mm -hmm. and it basically explains that at the core man means person it does not mean i'm about to get a little bit explicit it does not mean penis man does not mean that's not what it means i feel like you could have said it a whole different way without using that word but whatever why that is the correct anatomical term and that's Uh, a whole nother blog i mean you didn't even have to mention genitalia at all well, yeah, okay, I could have said man does not mean genital. Well, no, because whatever. Anyway, man does not mean bearded and testosterone. How's that? Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but she, she said, and I'm just going to say really quick, she said it explains why in Genesis, Genesis 5-2, it says male and female, he created them. He blessed them and named them man when they were created. Hmm. He did not name them man and woman. He named them man. We are man. We are person. We are people. Mankind. And so I feel like to pinpoint and make an argument over whether or not God is male or female, (laughs) I think, well, then what's our, like, what's our next option to call, call it, call him, uh, to say it if we're in, you know, and that takes all respect away from him. Yeah. Yep. That's my two cents. Matt told me not to go off on it, but I did. Because <laughs> this is just a short segment. Sorry! We're going to end that. Hey, you did fine. <laughs> it's Indie Music Tuesday. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Background Morning Show. Up next, communicate with your spouse better.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. We're glad to have you with us at the top of the second hour here on this lovely Tuesday. And uh, not only is it Tuesday, it's Topless Tuesday. Oh, sure. You can say topless, but Top I can't list. say... List. List Tuesday. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, four-point list here uh, from Max Licato, and it's his definition of calm. Ooh. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a acrostic. We like uh, acrostics. Calm. We like acrostics. There's a lot of acrostics in Celebrate Recovery. Uh-huh. Get your pen and paper <laughs> out right now so you can write this down. So here's the C. These are all things, of course, that will help you be calm. Uh, number C, celebrate God's goodness. I said number C, didn't I? <laughs> A, ask God for help. L, leave your concerns with him. And M, meditate on good things. Mm-hmm. All wonderful pieces of advice. Yeah. Because uh, basically what it comes down to is... The opposite of all these is worry nonstop about your life and the future. Man, that's good. <laughs> and that ain't going to get you nowhere. I'm taking a picture so I can remember it Dude, you can just, in the future. It's written down for you. You can just take it with nah, you. Nah, <laughs> nah, that's okay. We got a few quotes we're going to share with you. First one's from Revive Our Hearts. They say, forgiveness doesn't mean that we ignore the pain of wrongs done. It does mean that we surrender our hurt to God, the healer. Hmm. From Jeremy Riddle, when it comes to creative projects, remember, they're just a chapter in your story, not the whole book. Too often we obsess over them as if they are the entire book. Keep perspective. Rejoice over your chapters. They're a growing part of an epic story. Next one's from Harvest. There can't be any large-scale revolution until there's a personal revolution on an individual level. It's got to happen inside first. Hmm. Haley Mullins tells us, Forgiveness means saying, This person has sinned against me and deserves to pay, but I will not take God's place as judge and executioner in this matter. And lastly, from Mark Lowry, really funny man and also a fantastic singer and author, of Mary, did you know that fantastic Christmas song? Really? That gets way overplayed now. Oh, I love it. Uh, says, we don't help people by showing them our trophies. We help people by showing them our scars. I love that. Wow, that is good. Love it. Love it. Nice, nice. Now we're going pretty quick through this stuff. We better find some stuff to talk about here in your random facts. Random facts. Okay, so number one, you are more likely to be injured by a folding lawn chair than while riding a roller coaster. See, <laughs> this is what, this is why I get so upset with people who are afraid to ride roller coasters. I love roller coasters so much. And I cannot talk some people into getting on one. And I'm like, this, hardly ever do we hear of anybody injured on a roller coaster. Sure, when they are injured, it's because the thing flew off the track and they died. <laughs> but you only hear about that like once every 10 years. What are the odds it's going to happen on this one? Here recently, <laughs> though, I feel like it's happened more than that. I mean, still not a lot in comparison to how many roller coasters there are worldwide. But I do feel like in the last mm, even three years, we've heard a 
I mean, just YouTube it and look. <laughs> it's all over everywhere. And it always seems to happen and come up on my newsfeed like a couple days before we go to Wonderland. Seriously? Do you but, like roller coasters? Um, I like roller coasters when I ride them with your wife. <laughs> Explain. Okay, so Daedra is... I. For anyone who doesn't personally know Daedra, Daedra is this tiny, little introverted, very kind, very sweet. I don't think I've ever heard her really raise her voice in the six years that we've been friends. Oh, I have. Well, duh. But, <laughs> um, and then I went to Wonderland with her for the first time. <laughs> and I had no idea that she has like this like daredevil inside of her that just wants to ride all the rides multiple <laughs> times and feel all the thrills and all the excitement and i'm not so much that kind of person i want to be like i enjoy it when i'm there but i have so much anxiety standing in the line waiting to get on the ride you know the, eh, 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 the eh, click eh, all the way all up. the way up like i i cry i get really yes just the anxiety and the worry leading up to the actual ride Goodness terrifies gracious. me. Wow. And it's not even that I'm afraid of falling or getting hurt. It's the fear of the drop. Yeah. Like that. If there were roller coasters that did loop-de-loops the whole time, I could do it. But I, you have to have that drop but first I, to I, get the momentum. I can't do the drops. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, and I always feel like this is going to be the time that I puke and I lose everything. This this is going to be it. But every time I've ridden a roller coaster with Daedra, and it's been six years that we've gone to Wonderland, and this past year was the first year that I rode, what the Texas? Texas Tornado. Texas Tornado. Yeah. For six years, she's, come on, Mo, come ride it with us. You can do it. And I'm, no, no, I'm not doing it. This last year, I did it, and I rode it twice back to back. And she, <laughs> I rode it once, and she's like, I can't believe you're doing it. Are you okay? Are you having fun? I'm, and we get up, and I ride it, and we get off, and I go get back in line. And she's like, you're doing it again? You're going to ride it again? Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They are fun. Um, we went to, like most, you know, we live in, we live in New Mexico here on the border of Texas. So most of the time when I've gone to theme parks, I've gone to like Fiesta, Texas and San Antonio before it was Six Flags. Mm -hmm. It used to just be its own thing. And then it became Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas. Um, so you know, they have a lot of good rides there and a lot of good roller coasters, but nothing super special. But one year, and I think it was the last year that we had like this big family vacation uh, as I was growing up, we went to Indianapolis to visit my grandparents. uh, And for the vacation part, we went one state over to Ohio, Cincinnati, where they have Paramount Kings Island. Hmm. And there they have the Beast which is the world's longest wooden roller coaster. Oh, my. And then they have the Son of Beast, which is the world's only looping wooden roller coaster. Oh, my. And then they have several other really awesome roller coasters. One that's entirely in the dark, which is just flashes of light every now and then. But that's it's inside my this favorite big building. kind of roller coaster. Like Space Mountain? Yeah. Because I don't know what's coming. That terrifies I'll, me. No, I'll ride Space Mountain all day long. <laughs> I want to know long. what's coming. It's that, it's that build up for me. Yeah, it's that, I guess like, it's the anticipation yes, for you. Yes, and that, the anxiety and just the, okay, here it comes. No, I want to know what's coming. It's, nope. I get, I get anxiety in a thing like that where I don't know what's happening next or where to 
Because I like to brace my body for whatever is about to happen. Yeah. When you're in that thing, you're just jerked around, head hitting the side of the whatever. Yeah. Anyway, there's this really, really cool one. I don't remember the name of it, but it was very loopy. Uh, it had two big loop-de-loops. It had a uh, like a butterfly loop that came. you came mm-hmm. in, went up, down and around, back up, and then back the same direction you came in. Uh, it had corkscrews. Those are the best. Yeah. Have you been on one with a corkscrew? I don't think so. Where you're going straight and it's going oh, upside yeah. down at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was really fun. That was the first time I'd ever been on one that had so many different upside down situations. Yeah. The only other one I'd ever been on was the one in Amarillo, the Texas Tornado. And this one was like everything took you upside down. Every yeah. cool part of this thing took you upside down. I rode that thing like five times in a row. And this is a, a big theme park, so I had to wait in line for like 30 minutes each time. So that's the and roller I coaster it. I need to ride. That's good. Um, Lots of loops. Yeah. Loop-de-loops. It's it's, uh, it's fun stuff, man. Yeah. I uh, Oh, this year, speaking of the anxiety, the, the being up on the big drop. This year, I think, uh, it was either this year or last year, and I don't know where it was, but there was this new roller coaster that opened up. That instead of taking you down at a slope or an angle or even straight down, it curved back inwards. What? To where when you went over that edge, you couldn't see track. It was just the the ground beneath you. (laughs) I I feel like that goes against gravity. That, like, mm. No, uh, that's yeah. just asking. That would terrify me. That's asking for like, Where's the track? Yeah. Okay, Matt, we're in random facts. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, we successfully <laughs> killed some time. Awesome. Here. Next random fact. Cyberphobia is the fear of computers. computers. Hmm. Not Makes necessarily sense. the web or the internet, but computers in general. Hmm. All right. I guess they might be afraid that the keys are going to attack them. <clears throat> Go... Is the shortest complete sentence in the English language. It's true. However, I feel like stop. Well, because it's I guess. It's letters. Okay. Same thing with okay. You'd have to spell out okay as a word, but that's also one of the shortest sentences. Huh. Okay. And yes and whatever else. Well then. Uh, women have twice as many pain receptors in their body than men, but a much higher pain tolerance. Boom, son. Yep. That Makes is a sense. fact. Women can handle pain better than men. Absolutely, they can. Holla, holla. <laughs> Silver dollar. Okay. A person can live without food for about a month, but only about a week without water. If the amount of water in your body is reduced by just 1%, you'll feel thirsty. If it's reduced by 10%, you'll die. Gracious. Yep. So, we're 90% water already. Mm-hmm. So, if we get down to 80%. 81%. We did. We are teetering on the verge of... Well, that would be 10% less. But, yeah. 9% or 9... Numbers. 9 numbers. 9 numbers less. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We're playing more of the independent Christian hits from all genres that uh, maybe you haven't heard before. Find a a new band here to uh, follow and support some of your independent Christian artists. When we come back, it's finally happening. Stick around.
back to the Back Row Morning Show. Get excited, y'all. In his first project since directing the record-breaking Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, the Coog, is teaming with LeBron James on the long-anticipated follow-up to the Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny hit Space Jam. Welcome to the Space Jam. (laughs) Uh, Coogler. That's exciting. Yes, Coogler will produce the new Space Jam movie. And Terrence Nance, who created HBO's Random Acts of Flyness and directed the experimental film The Oversimplification of Her Beauty, will direct. Production on the Warner Brothers film is tentatively slated for 2019 during the NBA offseason. It will be James's first starring role after the successful turn as a supporting character in the 2015 Amy Schumer comedy Trainwreck. Hmm. Uh, Space Jam has been long rumored, Space Jam 2, has been long rumored, with various directors and writers attached to the product over the years, including at one point Justin Lin, the action auteur behind the Fast and Furious movies. Lin remains an executive producer going forward. The subtext of the James headline Space Jam sequel is the raging greatest of all time debate, GOAT debate, between James, who still has years left in the NBA, and Jordan, who has six NBA championships. Players uh, with pronounced personality differences as well. Jordan was a global superstar and endorsement king when he made the original 96 film, which pulled out about $250 million worldwide and is still the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. Nice. Isn't that fantastic? That is awesome. Space Jam was chock full of cameos from NBA players and Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, and so it's safe to assume that the new iteration will include a plethora of basketball's biggest stars as well, especially given James' stature in the league. It's unclear at this point, however, if Jordan will be among those featured. Uh... Nothing right now is known about the story. The original one, you'll remember, was a uh, group of tiny aliens Mm -hmm. from a space theme park that were trying to kidnap uh, the Looney Tunes to come be an attraction at their theme park. And they did this by stealing the essence and talent of five uh, NBA stars becoming these giant monsters and then playing... A basketball game for the fate of the universe. It's such a silly movie, but if I could sum up my childhood in one movie, it would probably be Space Jam. Absolutely. Newman was in there. It was such Bill Murray was in there. I'm really scared, though, that this Space Jam 2 is going to be, like, we're going to become the old people of of the world that are like, this sucks. This is not as good as the original. Why would you ever do this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, a similar thing just happened with Incredibles. Incredibles 2 came out 16 years after the original. Mm-hmm. My and husband hates it. Oh, no. Really? Mm-hmm. I loved it. And yep. most people loved it. Do you know why he doesn't like it? Why? Because there were multiple cuss words. There were it. two... Soft cuss words in there, yes. He, he's right. like, I'm watching this movie with our kids, and I'm expecting that it's going to be a good, wholesome movie. And just like everything else in the world, they have to fall to what everybody else wants. Instead of just remaining pure and moral, they got to throw in a couple cuss words. Well, what gives? The uh, the director of both this and the first Incredibles has always said that the movies that he's making are not for kids. Uh, and you can kind of tell that if you go back and watch the first Incredibles, you know, it had like uh, affairs or the worried about affairs. Yeah. It had a lot of adult 
content uh, situations yeah. in it, even though it didn't have any soft cuss words. But yeah, I do remember hearing that. Uh, I think she she said, "I'll be danged." I'm not gonna say it here, but you know, in uh, it, I'm like, did she just? She just said this. She can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I still loved it. I can understand why he hates it because he was there with the, with the kids. But I just saw it with Adria, and I'm like, this is a good dang movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, you left feeling like it was okay to say cuss words, Matt. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I think I think it'll be the same, and I think it'll have the same uh, issue too. Is that a lot of people going to see it are going to be adults, even yeah. adults without kids? Yeah, because it was part of their childhood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Also. Uh, because it's the same guy who made uh, Black Panther, there's like a giant chance that Michael B. Jordan is going to be in it. Yeah. And Not Michael Jordan. That's just got to that's gotta happen somehow. Yeah. But it has been 22 years since that first film. This is, ex- it's so exciting. Yeah. I am, so I'm stupid it excited. Will, I guess it will have been 24 maybe by the Once time the it comes time out. Of, yeah. Yeah, nearly 25 years later they're going to have the sequel. We so, are old, man. It's really cool. We are old. Uh, I feel like Michael Jordan has to make a cameo at least. He has to do something. Even if it's just like a tag at the end, a yeah. final joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just where he shows up and like, let's see who the real champ is or whatever. But Well, and I no, I want it to be like, what would his most memorable line have been from the original Space Jam? I want for him to like pop in and say that. Um... Not that when it happens, I'd be like, hey, that was the most memorable line from the original Space Jam. Get my lucky draws. Yeah. Is that really what he says? <laughs> I don't remember. Actually, I don't think he calls them draws. I think I'm channeling Will Smith for that oh. from Fresh Prince. Yeah. That, that does <laughs> sound my lucky draws. Really like. <laughs> but he did wear the same uh, underwear? No. He wore his North Carolina shorts underneath his... Bullsh jersey shorts. That's right. Representing the Tar Heels. Think, I think. I don't know. Tar Heels. Anyway, it's Sandy Music Tuesday. Uh, we've got more independent Christian hits coming your way. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. Up next, all the ways you are driving fast food service people crazy. morning show it's the top of the last hour here and we've got a top list for you what because it's topless tuesday uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this <laughs> in uh honor of national food service employee day we got a list of 20 things every food service employee wishes you would stop doing are you ready for this let's see how many you're guilty of uh, first, first part of the list is for restaurants, which uh, I was a server at a restaurant for a few years, and most of these are obvious to me, but maybe not to you. So number one, making a mess and not telling anyone. 
we know you're going to make messes. Messes happen. We know you're coming out for a fun night where you don't have to worry about the messes. But don't make a giant mess or have your kid make a giant mess and then just kind of hide it. Don't tell us, hey, we spilled this or hey, underneath the table, you're going to find a pile of spaghetti. Because once service is going, we're cleaning off the table. We're sitting someone else there. We're not checking underneath every table and every nook and cranny for <laughs> for what you might be hiding. That's true. And I, I can remember my parents doing it when my brother was little. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's there's a yes. bit of a mess under his seat. And so I just, you know, from watching them, I did the same thing when all of my kids were little. I guess I never really thought why. It does make sense that, you know, once service is going, they're not necessarily going to check to make sure that what's underneath the table. Right. You know, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I've had to do that in quite a few years, though. Thankfully, my That's kids good. are... Praise Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, coming in minutes before we close. Yeah, that's awful. This bugs me. We always had, we had one specific couple that every week on, I think it was a Thursday night or whatever, we would close at midnight and they would come in at like 1145 and stay for an hour. What? And so we would have to stay for an hour. We'd get all our cleanup chores done and we'd just be sitting off in this corner where they couldn't see us waiting for them to be done. And they're getting all drunk and laughing and whatever. And we're just, I want to go home. See, I think the only, yeah, never mind. I don't (laughs) think that's okay at all. Yep. Uh, Number three, yelling at the staff for things we don't have control over. Such as being out of a certain item or a mistake the cook made. Mm -hmm. Not us. (laughs) Uh, All right. Number four, eating most of something and then returning it because something was wrong. awful (laughs) we had this one lady who came in uh because it was an italian restaurant i worked at and she's all can you make me a pasta dish and can you mix uh the tomato sauce and alfredo sauce and uh put that on on my in my pasta and i'll eat it that way you're like okay sure and so we made that and she ate like two-thirds of the bowl and she's like you know what this doesn't taste like i thought it was gonna taste i don't want this oh my goodness didn't sorry for you don't order it next time (laughs) she didn't pay and she left wow (laughs) so that was weird jerks yep Uh, number five ordering a dish that includes something you're allergic to i mean (laughs) when you grow up your mama tells you the things that you're allergic to so that you can keep yourself safe. And if it's a f- food allergy, you don't order it. I'm not held responsible if you do not give us information of being allergic to an item and you choose to eat it. Sorry. I'm allergic to shellfish. Can I have the lobster pizza, please? That doesn't have a lot of lobster, right? Uh. <laughs> Number six, ordering something not on the menu. <laughs> There was a line in the office where someone was going to a Mexican restaurant and uh, Phyllis said, you know what's really good there? The cheeseburger. They'll tell you they don't make it, but they will if you make a scene. <laughs> I Lists like this absolutely baffle me that people like actually do these things. I Enough don't... that this has become a yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then number seven, and this this didn't apply to me, but that's leaving a mess if we aren't full service. So this would be similar to like fast food restaurants, right? 
where you're supposed to Throw bust your, your own, own tray, tray put yeah. your tray up on the thing, whatever, yeah, and not leave a mess. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, part of the list goes to at uh, grocery stores and movie theaters. Uh, number eight, reaching the register and then leaving for one more thing. You know, you get all your stuff up on the belt. You got a line behind you. And they're like, oh, I forgot this jug of milk that's all the way at the back of the store. I'll be really quick about it. And no one's ever really quick about it. Now, I have done that, but I promise I am really quick because I feel so (laughs) bad. Like, I run. I sprint to go get that jug of milk or that car. I have done it before, but only when there was nobody behind me in line. The only time that I feel comfortable doing it is if... And say somebody is in line behind me, but I still have a slew of groceries that they've got to ring up and go through. You know, and I'm putting all my stuff up on the I'll belt get, and I'm like, I'll get here before oh, they're done, I promise. <laughs> or I'll send one of my kids. Thankfully, yeah. they're all old enough now to where I can say, go get the milk. Right. That's why you have children. Right. Bring your children. It won't be a problem. Exactly. All right. Number nine, <laughs> stashing something that you don't want. Oh, gosh. Especially perishables. I cannot count the amount of times at Walmart that I have seen stuffed in the box of Snickers a uh, block of cheese or some yogurt, something or other. I'm like, just hand it to the guy. They have a whole system of putting stuff back. He's fine with it. (laughs) So the restaurant list, I was like, I can't believe anybody would do these things. With this one, I'm like, holy crap, I do these things. <laughs> and I know Kara is listening right now, and she's like, you better fess up. You better say something. Because she yells at me all the time whenever we go to a grocery thing. store, and I stick something back that I don't. I decide I don't want. And she's like, Megan, what? It's job security. They have to walk through these aisles and put these things back. Oh, you're the worst. I know. Oh, that's awful. All I'm right, sorry. let's see how many of these you're guilty of. And my mom works at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, number 10, if we say we're out of something, we're out. That's a lie. It's in the back. <laughs> Go check the back. I used to work at a grocery store. Chris used to work at a grocery store. My mom currently works at a grocery store. Chris's mom used to work at a grocery store. It's in the back. People are just too lazy to go back there and look. Okay. So you're guilty of three of these so far. Number 11. Well, I don't, I've never, I've never really questioned anybody about that. I just know that it's in the back. <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Oh, smiling too much. All right. 11. Asking us to break 100 and getting upset about the weight. I don't carry hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a problem. Nope. <laughs> Scraping change out of the seats of my car. Exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if more people would pair with us <laughs> and become a donor. That would I, be great. I could, I could have a hundred every now and then. <laughs> Backrowradio.com. Click the donate button. Uh, all right. Number 12. Please, st- we have starving kids. <laughs> Number 12, staring into an open freezer. Now, this is there's a good reason behind this one. When you open the freezer and sit there and stare at it, instead of looking through the freezer door, which is clear glass, the more that door is open, the more warm air is getting pushed into the freezer. Right. Which then fogs up all the other glass doors. Which means anyone coming behind you will now have to open the door in order to see what's inside. 
and it becomes this vicious cycle where all the food is now starting to thaw because the doors are constantly being opened and mm -hmm. left open. So you know what's really fun? Hmm. Okay, first of all, if you see a pregnant woman doing it, don't give her a hard time. Chances are she's having like a moment where her body is revolting against her and she is about to pass out. So, so just, she needs the cold air. She needs the cold <laughs> air. Leave her alone. Okay. But if it's anybody else, give them a hard time. Or what you can do is bring your kids over next to you, stand while looking in the glass, have them pretend like they're going to open the door and say, no, no. You don't need to open the door and look at what you want to get. It's glass for a reason. <laughs> and then look at the person on the other side with a smile. <laughs> I've uh, done that. You're good for shaming people too. All right. And then 13, asking for a discount when you don't have a coupon. I don't have the coupon for this, but can you give it to me anyway? But Dave now, Ramsey will tell you to do that. Well, at certain places, yes, because certain places offer it. Yeah. Like Walmart will have price mm -hmm. matching on certain things. Well, but you have to have proof of the price match. True. You have to have the ad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to do your work. But I think this is specifically for something that requires a coupon. And you're like, I don't have the coupon for this. Can you give me the discount anyway? Yeah. I'm like, no, you, you can't. We have yeah. to keep records of that. We have to scan it in the system. Right. It'll just look like I'm giving you free junk. But now, see, this one doesn't bother me so much because a lot of times they'll keep, the registers will be given a handful of coupons to use for that purpose. What'd you call them? Coupons. <laughs> coupons? Coupons. Coupons. Anyway, <laughs> this is not the point. I thought that was another one of your... <laughs> Your weird pronunciation deals. Um, so <laughs> typically, sometimes they may have that coupon yeah. up there. And <laughs> my dad has always said, the it doesn't hurt to ask. Sure. You may get the answer no, but you're in exactly the same situation you are currently. You may get the answer yes, and you're better so let's, off. So let's rephrase so, this then as demanding Demanding. The, yeah. yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying, hey, it said that there was a coupon. Do you by chance have that? If they say no, okay, thanks, but don't be forceful about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's finish out this 20 here. Uh, the next oh section is for at cafes and bars. Uh, 14, ignoring our greeting. I think that's for all of these. This is, that's exceptionally rude. Like, we're not robots. We're not, we're not garbage <laughs> Hi, people. Below you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even like at fast food. Like if you're coming up to the the drive through line and the person, even though it's something that they have to say, right? Oh, uh, you know, welcome to whatever. How are you doing today or whatever? You respond with good. How are you? Or good. I would like. Yeah, not, you don't just get going to. I need a double burger. cheeseburger without an onion, please. <laughs> burger, please. Don't talk to me otherwise. Just take my order. Yeah, that's a good way to get spit in your food, <laughs> and you deserve it. Number fifteen. <laughs> Suddenly realizing, quote unquote, that a drink isn't yours after you've already finished half or more. What? <laughs> uh, this pumpkin spice latte was really good, but it wasn't what I ordered. Can you give me what I ordered now? <laughs> when did people become so entitled? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's happened so often. It that does. happened at the restaurant, too, that I worked at because we, we had wine. We had, we had different wines and whatever. And, uh, you know, people would order different wines and yeah. the thing, and we'd pour yeah. them a glass, and they'd drink the whole thing. And like, oh, I ordered a white. 
This was red. <laughs> this was red. You clearly knew it when I handed it to you. <laughs> well, I ordered wow. a rosé. I just, maybe it was a dark rosé. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 16. Asking if we have Wi-Fi. I don't understand why this is a big one, though. This is a big one because, especially ca- cafes and bars, there's usually a giant sign that says Wi-Fi. right outside. Yeah. yeah. But number two, in our day and age, all you have to do is pull out your phone, hit the Wi-Fi button, and it'll show you whether or not there's Wi-Fi there. Yeah, but you got to ask for the password, typically. Not usually in a bar or a No? Thing. No. Oh. You just go in. Especially okay. cafes and stuff. You just go in. It's usually like there's usually a screen that'll pop up yeah uh, like at browser. a hotel yeah. as well yeah or i think mcdonald's does that too a screen will pop oh, up really? and say hey you're using our wi-fi just letting you know this is the terms and service agree blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> again i don't read it and that's probably <laughs> nobody reads these things <laughs> 17 catching our attention to order and then not knowing what oh, you want wow. <laughs> See, and I feel so bad when, like, the waitress comes around, specifically when we're in a big group, and everybody else already knows what they want, but I don't, typically Mm -hmm. because I've been chatting, and I haven't really (laughs) looked at the menu, and so I'm, like, feeling all nervous and anxious. She's going to come to me. I don't know what I'm going to want. I don't, I'm going to end up ordering the wrong thing. I'm not going (laughs) to like my food, and I'm going to have to eat it. I would never call someone over and be like, oh, hold on just one second. I need to give the menu another look. What? I feel like it's the same way with using a drive through at a fast food place, especially if it's McDonald's. Everybody knows what McDonald's has. Don't go up there, get in the drive through not even look at the menu until you're actually in the ordering station. And they're like, I'm going to need a minute. And then just sit there staring for five solid minutes. Yeah. Deciding what you want. Yeah. If you don't know what's on the menu where you're going, go inside. Yeah. <laughs> we got hungry people behind you. Okay. Can I ask a question, Matt? Sure. It was kind of a big thing. It was a hot topic on some mutual people's Facebook earlier this week. Sonic drive through The drive through not the stalls. Uh-huh. Do you order food or drinks only from the Sonic drive through I think ideally it would be drinks and desserts only, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's no rule against ordering food. So there was there was this topic on Facebook earlier this week where someone local to our area said, yeah. by the way, if you're ordering food from the drive-thru at Sonic, you're wrong. You're not <laughs> supposed to do that. <laughs> A f- may- I want to say maybe six months ago, it had been in this past year. Yeah. Deidre and I have actually had this conversation because she yeah. used to be a car hop at Sonic. Right. And I asked her, is that a rule? And I don't remember what brought it up, what, conver- what you know. But yeah. anyway, so on this post, I said, actually, I've discussed this topic with someone who was a car hop for Sonic, and that's not a rule. <laughs> if they wanted you to only order drinks and desserts, they would only have drinks and desserts on that menu posted yeah. at the I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think, and, and maybe even she meant this, but I think the person that posted this, but I think it's just... It was a he. Okay. <laughs> I think it's ideally it should be. That should be the quick in and out because they... they highly feature the drinks especially during like the happy hour time right and in the early mornings uh that should be drinks and desserts stuff that's made really quickly that you don't have to wait for yeah uh and if you're gonna get food just use one of the stalls yeah because it's 
about equally as fast for you. Absolutely. And you're not dragging back the rest of the line. So I totally get the sentiment Mm -hmm. behind that post and uh, may even agree. But there's no hard and fast rule. It's not a rule. I'm going to continue ordering my food through the drive-thru. I only do it because I never have money to tip the person i know that's the thing i'm like oh i don't have a dollar anywhere i'll go through the drive-thru yep oh all right where were we here uh number 18 number yeah number 18 cutting in line because your order is easier that is just infuriating Mm -hmm. you know when people when i this goes to a grocery store though but like when i'm at the grocery store and i have fewer items than the person in front of me mm-hmm. and the person's always like you can go ahead of me it's okay and i'm like no it's all right go ahead i can be patient and wait right i don't yeah. i am not that much of a rush my life is not that busy that i can't wait an extra five minutes for your whatever checkout to yeah. take longer yeah that's what my my common response whenever that happens is yeah that's all right i ain't got nowhere to be yeah <laughs> but uh I appreciate the offer, though. Yeah. Uh, Number 19, nagging us about finishing your order sooner. There's a line for a reason, and we have to make the orders in the order that we received them. And If you think it's going to take too long, go somewhere else. Right. (laughs) If you're you're worried about getting your stuff, it's going to come. But time is linear. And we can't, <laughs> so we can't jump time. I just, I am so <laughs> floored by the amount of entitlement. I just really, I don't know. All right. And here's the last one. And this applies to everywhere. Mm-hmm. Letting your kids damage our property. That goes without saying. <laughs> I mean, obviously things are going to happen. Sure. Accidents happen. Right. But being completely negligent and just letting your kids run wild uh-huh. happens far too often. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And then they end up knocking says, over. Says the, the guy who deliberately doesn't watch his own kids on Sunday morning. <laughs> I was going to say, well, then they end up knocking over wine bottles that you can only get in Italy. And it spills all over your dining room floor. That's, that's your fault for having them so low. It's on a wine rack. So low. Should okay. be a wine rack up high. So I got to say, the one thing that is not on this list for anywhere, Matt. Okay. Calling the person by their name on their name tag. You don't like that? You don't like that. You've given me a hard time every time that we've gone into a restaurant or we've gone somewhere and I address the person by their name. Thanks, Steve. Don't call them by their name. They don't really want you to do that. (laughs) You tell me that. Okay, that's why I was surprised because I thought you did it. Yeah, I do do it. (laughs) And it's not on these lists. So, boom, in your face, I'm going to continue calling them by their name. Thank you very much. And they have the right to give a fake name on that name badge just to give themselves a laugh throughout the day if they want. I will gladly call them... Queenie or Queenie Rafisha or whatever, because that's the name that they chose to go with. Do you watch Superstore? Uh, no, you I watched the first couple episodes of it. Well, there's a throwaway joke in the first episode where the the main girl, played by America Ferreira, mm-hmm. is wearing a name tag that doesn't have her name on it, and so the the main character guy, uh, Jonah, calls her. Abigail or whatever it says. And she goes, that's not my name. And he points to the name tag. He's like, I don't like total strangers knowing my name. 
And so the running joke after that is in every single episode after that, she's wearing a different name. A different name. It's always a different name in every show, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and like I said, if you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> I don't need to know your real name. Have a fake name. But if you have a name it tag, is, I will. But it is totally weird if you're trying to get See, trying never... to be personable with the person by using their name. Because we do feel like we're here to serve you. And we're not your friend, per se. And so when you say Steve, we're like, oh, do you, do I know you? Oh, I don't know you. You just you read my name tag. <laughs> but See, it gives I us think, a little panic pause. And this is the only time that I've really actually given it this much consideration. But I do think, I don't think that it would be weird for me. Every time that I wore a name tag anywhere and they, a person called me by a name, I wasn't offended. I wasn't like, oh, don't you don't need to know my name. <laughs> but there were times that I was like, do I know you? Right. Before. Why, um, are you just saying my name because it's on my name tag or okay <laughs> it's ending music tuesday uh we got some more of the independent christian hits coming your way when we come back a final set of phrases no wait that's a whole different i didn't change that from last week's group. oh wow when we come back Ooh. something else <laughs> stick around <laughs> morning show as we start to round out our show today we got one more news story for you with each catch trey burton made against the seahawks last week on monday night football it meant money out of his pocket starting that monday night at soldier field burton is donating one thousand dollars per catch he makes and two thousand five hundred dollars per touchdown he scores to the International Justice Mission, an organization that's trying to put an end to slavery. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. And human trafficking. <laughs> Burton, who signed a four-year, $32 million contract with the Bears in the offseason, first got involved with IJM after his rookie year. And in last Monday night's game, he had four catches and one touchdown. Wow. Isn't that a fantastic, fantastic way to spend your money? Good for Good you, job. Mr. Burton. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's end our day with our Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse is 1 John 2, 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And our thought for the day comes from Matt's favorite, Danny Gokey. Danny Un- Gokey. Unshakable faith is faith that has been shaken. You may feel like you're falling apart by what you're going through, but if you don't give up, it will make you stronger than than you had ever... What? Make you stronger than had you never went through it in the first place. There you go. Good job, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for finishing. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast on backrowradio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And remember that September is National Recovery Month and we're giving away a prize pack of awesomeness on Thursday to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. You can also find that post on Instagram at our account, which is at Radio. Repost it. Just make sure you tag us so we will definitely see it. Finally, tomorrow is See You at the Poll. 
So all you students in middle school and high school tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., gather around the flagpole at your school for a student-led prayer rally to lift up your friends, families, teachers, school, and nation to God. These events are student-initiated, student-organized, and student-led. So if you maybe haven't heard of it happening at your school, go and stand there yourself. I'm sure others will join you. It happens nationwide tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Mo. What's the final word? I'll see you at the poll at Yucca Middle School, Clovis, New Mexico. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.